Blog Talk Radio. It's time to open up your eyes. Open your eyes to make you wealthy and wise. You can watch your profits rise with a business enterprise. We give you what you need to know, what you need to watch your earnings grow. Listening to Enterprise on Blog Talk Radio with your host, Erica Collins. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio's Enterprise, where we want to see your business rise. It's August 25th, 2019, coming to you live from New York, New York. It's a cold and cool week in a town that never sleeps. While some of you are still trying to figure out the Epstein suicide or murder, and others are shopping for back-to-school items while debating Jay-Z and Kaepernick, we have a wonderful show for you today with Don Lewis, attorney and owner of Lewis Law, and our new series, Business of Law. Good evening, Don. Good evening. How are you? Good. Don... Lewis, a graduate of Harvard University and Harvard Law School, founded Lewis Law, a firm that capitalizes on diverse skills, including their personal and professional networks developed over the course of Don's legal career. Prior, Don practiced law at demanding law firms such as Skadden, Arps, Slate, Neger, and Flom, as well as the dynamic challenging thrill-a-minute environment at the internationally recognized WeWork companies. Don's high-end training, as well as his natural gift for bridging the gap between clients and their needs for institutional support on complex matters, provides the perfect combination to advise his clients in a manner consistent with the Lewis Law mantra, we're all about you. His father was from Bensonhurst, Brooklyn, and his mother was from St. Elizabeth, Jamaica. Don learned at a very young age the benefit of diversity. Motivated by his upbringing, Don was cultivated an immense and eclectic network of personal and professional contacts who share his passion in teamwork, accountability, and results. Lewis Law does not accept that nice guys finish last and there's never a need to be a bad person. You know who finishes last in the 21st century? Folks who have no network. With Lewis Law in your corner, that will never be the case. Lewis Law is committed to servicing their clients with the utmost speed, care, quality, and results. They are forever striving to ensure that their clients know and feel, quote, we're all about you. Welcome to the show, Don Lewis. Thank you so much. It was quite an introduction. I feel honored. Good. So when you were a little boy, what did you dream of becoming? I would say, actually, I was hoping that I would be a running back at a major college like University of Southern California and go on to the um, NFL. I think it may be around uh, 12 years old. I realized that wasn't going to happen. Um, okay. So yeah, that went by the wayside. But that was my initial dream. I can remember vivid images in my head. Uh, you know, I grew up in a town that was probably not one of the strongest football towns. So I think when I was beating um, out my classmates, I thought I was a lot better than I was. <laughs> you 
Okay. Well, that's an honest uh, assessment of your youth. What made you start your own law firm, Lewis Law? That's a great question. So, you know, why I started, as you mentioned in the intro, you know, I worked at Skadden Arps. It's a major law firm. It's like one of the top five law firms in the world. It's really big. You get amazing training there. Um, you know, their clients are paying millions of dollars a month. They're up against the top law firms in the world. And very demanding environment, and there's an expectation of excellence that you carry with you for the rest of your life wherever you work. Um, from there, I went to WeWork, and that kind of gets to the gets in towards the answer to your question. WeWork is a company that started in 2011 and had one office in New York. Now, when I left the company in 2018, um, they had 267 offices in over 50 countries. So that type of growth is almost unheard of. The point being is that I learned a lot about being an entrepreneur there. There's a lot of entrepreneurs in the space. A lot of entrepreneurs work for WeWork. Um, I saw an opportunity to, you know, use my entrepreneurial spirit and my diverse legal skills, and I just thought it would be really exciting, and it it has been. Um, The excitement, you know, every day at WeWork with just that fast growth and building stuff, and one of the slogans of the company there is do what you love. So I would say doing what you love is kind of what brought me to Lewis Law. I've come to learn, you know, as I've gotten on in my career, I do have a very big network. I do like to problem solve. I do like to build things. And, you know, having your own law firm presents all those challenges. Challenges, And when you're successful, I find it's a lot more rewarding when it's something you've built yourself. You know, you've put your hard blood, sweat, and tears into, whereas, you know, other work is rewarding. It's one thing to be building and working really, really hard for someone else's dream and another to be working and building and working really hard for your own dream. So I figured I would give a chance working for my own dream. Ah, that's a, a great way to, to come about it. Now, is Skadden and we work both in New York or D.C.? Good question. Um, I worked, I'm from New York. I grew up in Long Island, New York, in a town called Great Neck. If people are familiar with Great Neck, you'll know I said we didn't have a good football team. But um, both <laughs> Skadden and WeWork are both, are both pretty international. Skadden has offices all over the world, but their main headquarters are in New York. It's in Times Square. If you watch the, or if you ever had the, I guess I'd say misfortune of being in Times Square for New Year's Eve, or if you've ever seen the ball fall on TV, Skadden's office literally are like 20 yards away from where the ball drops. Um, WeWork as well has, like I said, they now have offices because WeWork has people go work in their space, a little bit of a different model, but their headquarters is based in New York. So Skadden ARPS is on 42nd and 7th. WeWork is on 18th and 7th. So I worked out of New York, yes. Um, and, you know, WeWorks, if anybody's listening and they can get in touch with me, WeWork has an incredible, uh, their headquarters in New York is like something you've never seen. They keep it very hip and fun, and it's very modern. Um, so it's, it's, an interesting, it's an interesting place. And the two places are quite different. You know, Skadden is an old, older white shoe law firm. It's not totally white shoe. It's less white shoe than some. But it's been around. It's a very long time, and it's a law firm. WeWork is a very young, hip you know, fun company. You know, as a lawyer at WeWork, I could go to work wearing shorts and a T-shirt every day, and it's not a problem. Um, mm-hmm. However, because of the company is growing so fast and there's so many decisions that need to be made on the fly, you know, the legal team who, is, who I worked with most at WeWork has some exceptionally bright people 
who who are you know just down to earth. I, you know, I don't want to disparage lawyers. I am one, but I think it's common knowledge for things people don't love lawyers. But WeWork <laughs> has you know had a team of just incredible people who aren't too full of themselves and very very bright because it, it is different when you know when you're opening offices all over the world you don't know the law there and you don't have a standard playbook to go back and look to for the answers you have to figure it out a lot on your feet um the individual who's the general counsel now we work which means he's the head lawyer for the entire company was my initial boss he's probably seven years younger than me and people would think oh my god you went to harvard and harvard and scattered and you work for somebody younger than you but i will say I'm an honest person. That guy is one of the smartest people I've ever met in my life, and uh, he's a great down-to-earth guy, and it was a pleasure, pleasure working with him and the rest of the team. Ah, okay. So a pretty interesting, diverse uh, mix there. Um, in in mm-hmm. law news, there has been a lot about your personal whistleblower case. Uh, can you yes. give us about three to five points about the case that we, you know, we're allowed to know about? Yeah, sure. So in between WeWork and uh, starting my own firm, I went to another law firm. I was at the law firm, and I saw something wrong. I, it's you know my position, and I got reports from the firm's bookkeeper that there was financial uh, shady business going on. I said something to the man in charge, and the next day uh, he basically put me out of the firm and ran a whole sham investigation against me. So Bottom line, to characterize it, it's a classic whistleblower case. People have heard of this kind of thing before. I saw something, I said something, and they came for me. And it has been quite an emotional ordeal, quite a financial ordeal. Um, The number of lies and and heinous false allegations they've made is almost unbelievable. Um, You know, you work however many, you have 45, 46 years old, for 25 years, sometimes 18 hours a day, sometimes 300 hours a month, have an impeccable reputation. The people at WeWork would sing my praises. The people at Scatter would sing my praises all day. And these people were trying to cover up for their own financial malfeasance and have peddled a bunch of lies about me. But, you know, it will work its way out in the court system. Um, I have proof of a lot of it is. It's shown in my court papers. But my goal with it is really just to see – there's a few. The goal is, you know, the couple points are to see the justice is done. You know, it's a classic David and Goliath case because there's three law firms on the other side as defendants, which have an aggregate of almost 2,000 lawyers. They've actually hired Donald Trump's lawyer, Mark Mukasey, to represent against me. So they have a, they have a, lot, a lot of people and a lot of legal – legal strength on their side. I have a very strong legal team, and what's a great point in all of this, and it was kind of you know, one of the a silver lining in a terrible situation, is that the case is so egregious that certain friends of mine, lawyers from my past, read about it in the press and reached out to me individually and said, hey, can we help you? And they are helping. So I was very touched by that, and that obviously helps me because I've worked at some of the top legal environments in the world. So these individuals are helping me are some of the best, um, you know, best money, best best um, lawyers um, in the world, in my opinion. And I could couldn't be more grateful for the folks who have, you know, reached out to lend their support. Yeah, I would definitely encourage uh, our audience to check out the the law journals, especially the New York Journal. Uh, law, which is, is entitled Pierce Bainbridge Retains Mark McCasey Amid Further Claims by the Former Partner. Um, it, it seems like this case 
has or these the issues that are being brought up by these this case has a lot more going on than what's at the forefront. Um, now, for our audience, why should you know, even if I could say general, one thing about that? Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Why should the general media and public follow these cases? Good question. Um, a, it's high profile now. I mean, I don't want. I, I'm a modest person. I don't toot my own horn, but. <laughs> You have a guy, I went two degrees from Harvard, worked at two amazing places. You know, you mentioned in the beginning, you know, I'm, I'm biracial. My dad is white and Jewish. My mom's Jamaican. That's a lot of trappings for a media thing. Um, and these guys have made, and I don't even like to repeat them, you'll see when you read just incredibly heinous false allegations um, against me. Um, and on top of that, the amount of malfeasance on their side makes the cases objectively fascinating. Like, and just to say what other some people have said to me, they said, this is like a Kafka novel. This is like, uh, you know, if it's a Grisham movie, I wouldn't believe it was real. These are comments from others, but people who've been reading, you know, it, it's really kind of fascinating. There's a lot of twists and turns. You know, in my opinion, it's you see the lengths people will go to for the love of, of money and protecting what they have. Um, you know, I've always thought that when people are involved in cover-ups, because that's what I claim this is, that it, it's just you know the classic line: it's not the cover, it's not the crime, it's the cover-up. They just keep digging their hole deeper and deeper and deeper. And you know, one of the other really, really important things to go you know more positive, which I like to stay, is I really think it's important for people to follow because I'm able to stand up and fight. I have three law firms almost 2,000 attorneys, they have unlimited resources, and I'm fighting. And I think that almost every day in America, things like this happen. Somebody sees something, they say something, they get run off, they get defamed, they get disparaged, and they don't have either the wherewithal to fight, they don't have the internal support to fight, they don't have the finances to fight, they don't have the legal training to fight. I'm fortunate to have an amazing family, an amazing network of friends, an amazing uh, significant other, um, my lady, who's incredibly supportive, and that helps. Um, and you know, I have, I have, you know, resources and whatnot. So I think, you know, part of it, you know, obviously I want justice and what's done for me. But I think I am sending a message to all other people who are wronged in this way that you don't have to feel that you just have to sit back and take it, and that you have no shot. You should try to to make sure justice is served and that your rights are are, are put forward. You know, like, and, you know, my mom's Jamaican, and you think of the Bob Marley song, Stand Up For Your Rights. I mean, that's really, you know, I, I don't like to be claimed to be like a poster boy or anything for anyone. Again, I'm hottest, but for the people who are being pulled, bullied, intimidated, harassed in corporate America, which happens every single day, you know, I hope some see my story and they decide that they're going to fight for their rights as well. Stand Up For Your Rights is a very empowering message. So, Let's walk it back a little bit. What are some of the positive and challenging things that happen building your law firm? You know, the positive are the relationships, I'd say, because you really are, when you're starting out from scratch, there's nothing there. So it's the relationships. Um, the one is the thrill of the chase, kind of, you know, just getting the clients the thrill of building something from from the ground up. I mean, you, there's no – it's an amazing difference. There's just no support, right? You don't have clients from day one. You don't have support staff. You don't have employee handbooks. You just got to make it happen. So, you know, I, I, I would say I don't think it's for everybody because some people just don't move like that. Um, but for, for people who are and, – and I didn't realize I was one of those people until pretty late in life – 
And part of that, a large part of that was my experiences at WeWork. Um, and it's just, it's, it's incredibly invigorating. When you land a new client, you know, it's a great feeling, but even better, you know, one of the cases I did was a family friend had an issue at her sorority. She was graduating from school the next week, and there was some incident with her sorority. Another woman came forward. She was, you know, a few days away from graduating or a week away from graduating, and they were going to have a hearing, and she was concerned she was going to get kicked out of school, and because we were family friends, uh, you know, the mother reached out to me. Um, you know, I helped. We prepared for the hearing. We got records together. I injected myself in the situation with another lawyer, and she ended up getting completely exonerated and was able to go through a graduation. And that feeling of success, um, you know, personal success, but even more importantly, bringing success to that family is something you just you don't feel, you know, very often. You know, one of the other things I'm hoping to do as you know we as we grow the firm. Um, is to put a bigger focus on helping, just helping people, like pro bono clients um, and that kind of thing. I could say that, you know, some of my best experiences, a firm like Skadden is a big corporate mega firm, but because Skadden is so stable and because they are so, it is a socially conscious firm, they permit us to do pro bono work. So, you know, one of the cases I worked on at Skadden was with the Innocence Project. The Innocence Project mm-hmm. helps people who are wrongly put on death row. We actually had a wow. case with a, with a good friend of mine, one of my closest friends from there who I'm still in touch with and spend time with his family, where a man in Mississippi had been on death row for 14 years, and the allegations or the, even what he was found guilty of was raping and, and murdering a three-year-old girl. He had not done it. It was clear. We were able to get there – was, there was some evidence we were able to get out with new DNA testing. We pushed it through, and he actually got released. And this guy had been in jail on death row in Mississippi prison for – um, 13 years, and he came to New York, and he had lunch with us in Times Square, and I even get like emotional talking about it now because it's just that's incredibly touching and real, you know. And and and, and you know, I even asked him, is he angry about the people who prosecuted him? And he's like, I'm just happy to be free, you know. And you're like, wow, I I, I got it, I got it good. And then you know, just to, to build on that, another thing we did was we used to tutor. Um, kids from the, from a Bronx public school. They used to come down, and we used to tutor them on mock trials. And I got to tell you, the way those kids light up is you see them learning something, and the way they respect what you're teaching them is great. And, and the funny anecdote is, I went up to a I'm a big New York Yankee fan, go Yankees, and I went up to um, Yankee Stadium for a game one night, and I went into the McDonald's right next to the stadium that anyone who's been up there is aware of. And one of the kids working in the McDonald's was one of the kids I used to tutor. At Scadden Harps like three years earlier, and it was a really, really great moment we had. Um, and one last thing I'll say is, you know, even now, on the last Thursday of every month, there's the National Action Network, which is the uh, it's an outfit run by Al Sharpton, and it's up in Harlem on 144th or 145th, and they basically have a two or three hour open session um, where anyone can come in and ask for legal advice. And I was only introduced to this last month Thursday and I went and there's two individuals who I've been helping out on a completely pro bono basis and I plan on trying to go there every Thursday, you know, in perpetuity because it's just really fulfilling. It's terrible to see people be wronged because they don't have the resources, the knowledge, the wherewithal to have legal representation. So, you know, as I build the firm that's one of the things that, that I'm definitely going to want to um to focus on as well because to me, you know, 
money's great. There's also spirituality and, and, and you know, fulfilling your, 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 your soul and your person with doing, like, the right thing and doing good things. Oh, a very well-rounded look at being a law and empowering uh, your purpose. You mentioned the Innocence Project. That's associated with uh, the Exonerated Five, isn't it? It, it, I would imagine that it is because that's what they do. They basically, you know, mm-hmm. they 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 deal with getting people off death row. That's their that's their deal. And they and even another, you know, um, yeah, it, 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 absolutely yes. You're talking about Central Park, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, is it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I, I didn't immediately uh, dawn on me. But yes, 100. percent It's a great program, and they're you know they 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 use outside help. They really dig in and. You know, even another great story about that is they do a banquet every year in New York. I, I haven't been to the banquet when I was at Scadden, and they were paying the bills to go to the banquet. I would go, but at one point, they, a gentleman came up to me in a suit. He looked oh, very much like me, um, you know, because you have a bunch of you know corporate lawyer types, then you have exonerees there. And I was having a conversation with a gentleman for about, uh, say, six minutes. And after six minutes, I asked him, "How did you come to be at this event?" And he said, oh, I'm one of the exonerees. I was wrongfully in prison for 20 years. And it hit me like I, wow. it was just an amazing smack to the, you know, perspective, a real smack of perspective. And it's a great event, and it's a great, great organization. Mm-hmm. And, and for our audience who have been living under a rock, the Exonerated Five is the Central Park Five, uh, also the very popular movie on Netflix, When They See Us. Um, what is uh, up? What? What are you looking to do in the future with Lewis Law? Well, you know, right now the issue is, um, you know, kind of where I said I want to take it is where I want to take it. Um, You know, but one of the issues I'm having now is, you know, I'm building a firm, you know, on my own, and, and, you know, I do have some people helping, but, you know, the cases I'm involved in are pretty much all-consuming. so, you know, I'm doing both at the same time, but, you know, I've lost clients because of it, because they, they put out such heinous false allegations, and it makes it more difficult to bring in clients mm-hmm. when people Google and see that stuff. I mean, you know, I am connected. Sure. I heard, you know, you said at the beginning I know a lot of people, so I hope to rely on my connections and my friends to overcome the massive reputational harm that I've suffered as a result of what has pretty much been a nationwide smear campaign against me. Um, but mm-hmm. You know, you just got to keep persevering, keep fighting, and you know, my future, my 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 goals for it is to kind of accomplish the things we said, you know, during this conversation. I will say that, you know, I always like to keep things, my friends, my work, everything as diverse as possible. Um, you know, I've learned a lot of things in my legal career that are not strictly representing. So, you know, it's grow it out. You know, get clients in bringing people to work, and I, I like having people work for me. I'm from a family of educators and social workers, and I don't, I don't mean like I like having people work for me like that. I mean that I think people who work for me are, will go home at the end of the day and say my boss is awesome, right? And I think that's what everybody should be. You should have a boss who you respect, who you feel like you're working with, not for, who builds you up when you do the right thing rather than, you know, is intimidated or scared. I will never have an underling bring an idea to me and take their idea and steal it. I'll never criticize them for something they shouldn't know. You know, I, I think that from the family of nurturers that I was raised in, 
people really do like working for me and with me. And, you know, whatever we build will be a fun environment that helps and uh, gives back. And, um, you know, uh, that's really kind of what I have in mind. Do you have any upcoming events or legal tips? Legal tips is interesting. There really no events. I would say event. My events are my case because it's in the news like every third day here. But, but um, <laughs> so, so that, those are my events. Um, and so keep an eye out on my cases. But my tips are is good. I thought about this. You really should reach out whenever you need a lawyer. In today's world, you know, I'm 46. So just to give people concept. When I was in college, I had to go type a paper at the computer lab. When I was in law school and I saw someone with a laptop, I was like, why does that nerd have a laptop in class? So we didn't have the Internet. <laughs> the reason I bring that up is that with the Internet, everyone thinks they're an expert on everything. They go on Google, they read on Facebook, yeah. they think they're an expert. I am telling you, anyone who's listening, if you have a legal problem, you should call a lawyer. If you have a lawyer friend, call your lawyer friend. Try to get free advice. Though, you know, it doesn't get expensive when you start paying lawyers. Everybody knows that, but... Trust me, there are so many little things that lawyers learn through years of training and years of doing this that can help you. And if you just go out and read Google and start shooting stuff off, you're doing yourself a disservice. Um, that being said, the other thing to remember <laughs> is that the lawyers don't know every portion of the law. I personally have a very diverse legal background. I've done corporate deal work. I've done litigation. I can pretty much do anything across the spectrum. So if you need help, you can call Lewis Law LLC. Um, but the fact of the matter is there's things some lawyers don't know. Like, you know, our friends call me and say, I got a parking ticket in Wyoming. What should I do? And I'm like, I honestly don't know. <laughs> I've never <laughs> been to Wyoming, and I don't drive. So <laughs> can't help you with that one, buddy. But And then some people get upset. And it's like, ah, sorry, I can't help you. But I, 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 that's my thing. You really should try to reach out. You know, you, you feel free to, like, you know, go on Google Learn a little bit before you go on. Make yourself ask better questions. But before you put anything, particularly in writing, you should try to consult with a lawyer if you can, especially if the stakes are high. Okay. So what's next for the person, the man, Don Lewis? I, you know, I think there's a couple of things. Like I said, the cases are a lot, so I keep I'll keep on those. Um, you know, I'm trying to keep a, a good spirit. Uh, you know, it, it, it's a lot to deal with. I think, you know, like I said, the support system helps. So keep pushing on that and trying to bifurcate so I can help, you know, continue to grow Lewis Law LLC. Um, uh, you know, and just stay healthy, happy to the extent I can. That's 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 on my that's on my agenda. I think the agenda okay. in life really has to always be to get to a place where you're at peace. Um, and you're happy. And honestly, you know, it's kind of cheesy to be using WeWork slogans, but I tell you the one WeWork slogan that really resonates with me is do what you love, right? If you're fortunate enough to have the resources to do what you love and you don't have to be, I mean, like, you know, if you look on the New York, New York subway system, I don't know how many folks out there from New York, but if you go on to New York subway at 8 o'clock in the morning, 95% of the people look miserable. <laughs> now, that could be a function of the fact that they're going to work, or it could be a function of the fact that they're on the subway. So, you know, you can't really say, but... But but there's not. Listen, I've worked. I won't go into details with them, but I've worked for certain bosses, certain jobs that I liked better than others throughout my long career. And 
if you're doing something with people you like, a team you want to build with, there's nothing better. Like that small team we had at WeWork, we started our legal department, was amazing. Um, you just love to go to work every day. And then, you know, I've been in other environments or even, you know, Scadden is a great place, nothing but great things to say, but because it's so big, you work with different people a lot. You may work with one or two people you don't love. It's not as invigorating to go to work. Obviously, you can't pick every time, but to the extent you can get to a place where you're happy, healthy, and you know, doing things that you know give you give you joy. That's where my goal is to be um, as I continue going as a person. Great, thanks, Don, so much for being on our show. We know that you and your law firm, Lewis Law, will continue to be a great success, and we look forward to watching your business grow. Thank you. One last thing for everybody: you can follow my sure. cases on Justice for Don. That's the Justice for Don on Facebook. And if you want to friend me or connect with me on LinkedIn because I have a common name, you should put Don Lewis and then Lewis Law. Mention you heard me on the show, and I will get take your connection. And I want to thank you, Erica, for the interview. I hope I didn't speak too fast. <laughs> I no, you're fine. But, but um, no, I appreciate you taking the time and wish you the best. Thank you. Have a good one. For more information, you can look for Don Lewis on Facebook and like him and watch his show. Thanks for listening to 2019's new series, Business of Law, Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Enterprise on Blog Talk Radio with your host, Erica Collins. Remember to check us out on Facebook and Twitter.